Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, July 4th. Our top story today. Villagers are coming together to try and save a 230-year-old Kent pub after the landlord was served an eviction notice. 80-year-old Sean Sullivan has run the Lads of the Village pub in Stone for 45 years and has been given until January to leave. Lucy's been following the story for us. Lucy, first up, what can you tell us about what's happening at the Lads of the Village? Well, Sean and his wife, Julie, have until the start of the new year to leave. They've reportedly been told by the private company that manages it that they intend to repurpose the site by either demolishing it or renovating it. A planning application for two three-bedroom semi-detached homes with parking and amenity space was permitted in 2018, but we've not had official confirmation on what will happen to the site. What's been the community reaction? Villagers are really rallying together to try and stop it from being being redeveloped. They've teamed up with local councillors and are trying to have it nominated as an asset of community value in a bid to save it. It sounds like it's quite important to the people in the area. Yes, that's right. Many of the people have said the Lads provides vital support for the local community and just by being open, it helps people avoid loneliness. Plenty of locals say they've celebrated weddings, birthdays and stag do's at the venue. It's been a place people can get together for bat and trap, darts and golf. It's been described as the heart of the community and you can certainly see why people will be sad to see it go. Thanks, Lucy. Those fighting for the pub now face an agonising eight-week wait to find out if their appeal to turn the lads into an asset of community value has been successful. Another of our top stories today, reports of animal cruelty across Kent have risen over the past year, with the RSPCA saying their services are being stretched to the limit. New figures show there were 395 cases of intentional harm to animals last year, an increase of 19% on the previous year. Dermot Murphy is the Inspectorate Commissioner. Well, we always see an increase in animal cruelty over the summer period. It's our, it's our busiest time of the year. Uh, it, is, it is difficult to know exactly why, but sometimes it might be the longer days, people are going out more. But I think you also have to factor in as well, since the pandemic, we've got more people keeping pets, so we've got more animals out there. We've seen that increase, and I think it's probably to be expected that we've seen this increase in, in cruelty as we've seen an increase in... Uh, animals, especially some people that maybe didn't have a, a pet before the pandemic. Definitely. And it also mentioned in there that um, there was a bit of a summer spike as well. And is, you know, is there anything that, that correlates with that as well, the, the sort of summer spike and seeing that in the, in the summer months happening more often? I think the summer spike is more to do with longer days, people going out, maybe barbecues, parties, going out to the park. And I think some of it can be alcohol filled. Uh, some of it can be just because of people's behaviour of, of not caring. Uh, and and it, it, we do see this increase, but both it, it, it's similar to other criminality as well, that you get more antisocial behaviour during the summer period. And I think it's reflected in what we're seeing with intentional animal cruelty. At the RSPCA, you know, with this summer spike, as you've uh, mentioned, we, we, we see an average of three calls a minute about uh, intentional cruelty. So it's really important that we get... Uh, the message out to the public that we're dealing with this spiking calls, we're having to respond to that, uh, we're very stretched, we're seeing an increase in our animal intake, uh, we've got 8% more animals coming into our care at the same time as 8% fewer people coming forward uh, to rehome animals uh, because of cost of living 
and all the challenges that we're seeing around that. So public awareness, uh, and it is also about uh, raising funds as well so that we can keep our vital uh, animal welfare service going you know, and respond to those calls so that the RSPCA can continue to function and be there for all animals. A campaign has now been launched to cancel our cruelty and raise money to rescue suffering animals as well as raise awareness. Also making news today, the number of people crossing the channel in small boats hit a new record last month. 3,824 people arrived in the UK. That's the highest for any June since the Home Office started recording the figures five years ago. It's almost six months since Rishi Sunak made Stop the Boats, one of his five pledges as Prime Minister. 155 people have made the dangerous journey in the last seven days. Kent Online reports. A Dartford man's gone on trial accused of killing his girlfriend in Peru. George Garay denies murdering Carla Godoy while they were on holiday together last year. The 46-year-old who lives on Hyth Street is facing a month-long trial at Maidstone Crown Court. A man's been arrested following reports of a sexual assault in Hearn Bay. Police were called to a property on Station Road last Tuesday. The suspect has been released on bail while police carry on investigating. A young mum from Smarden says she's desperate for action on her damp-ridden council house, which is affecting her son's health. Stacey Cozier's home in Chessenden Lane has been plagued with problems for the last seven months. She's been speaking to our reporter, Sam Lennon. My neighbour had a flood um, and due to that, uh, we now have suffered with all the damp and mould. Um, you know, it's been ongoing. The council haven't contacted me. Um, my children are suffering and basically my son has now got low oxygen levels um, due to all of this. Um, he's constantly in and out of hospital and the doctors. Um, but again, the council, I've constantly um, emailed and tried getting hold of them and I've just had no response. Mm -hmm. uh, so what would, you, what would you like to happen now? Uh, I would like them to come and either sort the house out um, so it's livable or remove us because we're not happy here. You know, it's been mm -hmm. ongoing for so long. Um, and obviously it's mental mental health and things like that as well, so... But the strain on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've tried to contact the council. What response have you had? Nothing whatsoever, nothing at all. Um, I've just had one contractor from next door um, basically told me that um, the bathroom and the kitchen will be ripped out and redone. Um, again, we've heard nothing, um, still been left like it. Uh, I've got tiles hanging off the walls. Uh, my children can't eat out of the cupboards because of all the mould. Um, it's just it just stinks. It's disgusting. Stacy says six-year-old Riley has developed asthma because of the mould, and she says the mould is now so bad it's infesting food in her cupboards. A spokesperson for Ashford Borough Council says they're working with Stacy to resolve the problem. A pharmaceutical company on the Isle of Sheppey has announced it's closing with 150 people now out of a job. Resifarm AB yesterday announced plans to stop manufacturing at its Queenborough site. It comes just months after making cutbacks. They say it's down to rising costs. Kent Online reports. Three people have been treated by paramedics after breathing in smoke during a fire at Flats near Dartford. It started on a balcony and spread to an apartment and a neighbouring balcony on Carmichael Avenue in Greenhithe last night. Four fire engines were called and crews spent two hours tackling the blaze. It's unclear what caused it. Two vehicles have been set alight in a suspected arson attack on Romney Marsh. One of the fires spread from a car to a nearby van and caused heat damage to the windows of a business on Cannon Street in Lyd last night. A second vehicle went up in flames on Right close. No one was hurt, but it's thought both blazes were started deliberately.
A cat mum has been charged with drink driving after ploughing into a shop on Gillingham High Street. The 38-year-old was four times over the legal limit when she drove into a Wilco store after going the wrong way down a one-way street. She's been given a suspended eight-week prison sentence and banned from driving for 30 months. A high court challenge against plans to expand the ultra-low emission zone to the Kent border gets underway later. Councils including Bexley and Bromley are taking legal action. If the extension goes ahead, drivers of older, more polluting vehicles will have to pay to go into Greater London from the end of August. Mayor Sadiq Khan says it'll improve air quality, saving lives. Kent Online reports. An antiques dealer from Medway is trying to track down someone who stole a Roman artefact from his collection. Robert Tucker is the co-owner of Restoration House in Rochester, which is open to the public. A small terracotta sculpture of a head went missing last week. You can see pictures of it at Kent Online. You'll soon be able to use your bank card or smartphone to tap in and out of some of Kent's railway stations. The contactless system is being extended to areas around Seven Oaks by the end of the year, thanks to government funding. The Department for Transport are planning to make it available at more stations in the future as well. Follow Kent Online on socials to see pictures of a rental van that got wedged in a car park in Folkestone. According to witnesses, the roof of the Pace hire vehicle opened like a bean can when it got stuck on the ramp, leading to the Asda car park in Bovary Place. It's been described online as an oops moment and sparked conversations about whether the driver would get their deposit back. Jet ski riders have been reported to police for disturbing a colony of seals on the Kent coast. It's the middle of a pupping season and the animals are raising their young in a protected area at Pegwell Bay between Ramsgate and Sandwich. The Kent Wildlife Trust say antisocial behaviour, including the revving of jet ski engines, is scaring them off rocks. Nina Jones is one of the wardens and has explained why it's such a problem. Seals are actually really vulnerable. They are large mammals, but they're um, really easily impacted by disturbance. So that could be from the air, from the sea, from the land. Um, They're bothered by loud noises, by people getting too close. And it can actually have some really um, serious impacts on their long-term health. Um, So um, actually when they get disturbed, their um, stress levels, their cortisol goes up very quickly, just like it does with with humans, with other large mammals. And that can have long-term impacts on their health and their ability to breed. Um, Then when they're actually disturbed um, and something might happen that might um, bother them into the sea very quickly, they can stampede, they can crush each other, um, they might have claws ripped out, um, they might even just get sandburn or gashes. Um, But again, those injuries can have um, long-term impacts when when they build up. Um, If mums with um, young pups are disturbed, um, then actually it could end up with the pup not being fed regularly enough. Um, or even it could lead to abandonment of the pup as well. Some people say they've still seen plenty of seals out of the water sunbathing, but neither has explained why it's important that sunbathing is not disturbed. It takes a lot of effort for a, for a mammal of that size um, to be able to haul out on the land. They're um, very efficient in the water, but not so good on land. Um, every time that they're bothered, um, that stops them being able to rest. Um, and it means they have to spend more energy actually getting back into the sea and possibly hauling out again. They they only haul out a few times um, a week. It doesn't have to be every day. And they'll haul out either to um, digest their food, um, because they can't do that very well in the sea, um, to pup or to molt. Um, And when they do haul out, they really need to rest. As we look forward to another summer, more people have been taking up paddleboarding, which has been considered a quieter alternative, but that's not always the case. 
Um, it's great that people are accessing um, you know, recreational activities that are good for mental and physical health, but we have to educate ourselves at the same time. Um, so people often think that paddleboarding, because it's quite quiet, um, it's quite environmentally friendly in comparison maybe to, to jet skiing, so it doesn't use fuel, um, but it still has a big impact on seals. In fact, actually in the southwest it had more impact than jet skis last year um, on disturbance. So um, because it's so quiet, um, if the wind's in the wrong direction, a seal might not smell or hear someone on a paddleboard first, so it might actually surprise them really quickly um, and that would, um, presents more of a... Um, uh, threat to them and so they're, they're more likely to stampede um, and actually we think that the club the paddle of a paddleboard might actually represent or look like a club to a seal there might be some innate fear um, of that so yeah they can have a massive impact um, so with recreation it's it's all just about education um, looking up where you're going before you access the water or whether it's a seal or the, the, a river um, finding out um, best practice you can get that on the Kent Wildlife Trust website or on the Seal Alliance website um, there's lots of information about that out there about how we can actually um, enjoy the water but also keep safe um, and keep wildlife safe as well. Kent Online reports. A grandmother from Maidstone has celebrated her 80th birthday by taking part in a charity wing walk. Anne Bristow was strapped to the outside of a plane while hundreds of feet in the sky. She raised more than £1,500 for the Brain Tumour Charity. An exhibition celebrating 75 years of the NHS opens at Maidstone Museum today. The free event includes artefacts, uniforms through the ages and memories of local people who have worked in the borough. It's been organised by the local council and NHS Trust and is open until October. Follow Kent Online on socials to see a pile of mess left by baristas outside a high street store in Canterbury. Black bags of litter spilled out in front of the Pret-a-Manger. It's attracted seagulls and prompted disgusted looks from locals. A staff member says the rubbish had been put out for collection the night before but for some reason hadn't been collected. A kindergarten in Northfleet has kept their outstanding Ofsted rating. Little Explorers was inspected in May and was recognised for the quality of education, behaviour and attitudes, personal development and leadership management. Bosses say they're happy to have retained the rating, especially since recent changes meant meeting requirements has become a lot harder. Kent Online Sports. New Jill signing Max Clark says he's confident he can have another positive season after winning promotion with League Two side Stevenage. The new recruit played 38 games for Steve Evans' team. He's been speaking to our reporter Luke Cordell. It's been a tough uh, first couple of days, um, but it's nice to be out on the grass and getting the runs in, getting fit, and it's been good, like getting to know the lads and. You know, the chemistry around the place is good at the minute. Um, all positive, you know, ready for a good pre-season, all of us, and injury-free, all of us. And um, But, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, enjoyed it and looking forward to the next week to uh, ramp it up a bit as well. So, um, yeah, it's been a good week. I think the manager said that when he first sort of tried to sign you, you were down as a winger. Yeah, so, no, I played, like, I played left midfield, left back, um, and, yeah, just covered all areas right on the left-hand side, really. Yeah. Um, so you probably see me play both ways. So yeah, you, like so you can do sort of left back, left wing back, left back, anything, left anything wing back. Side. Yeah, just left side really, and even stepping as a free, left side of a free. Yeah. Um, and centre midfield, and holding centre midfield. So yeah, like I said, it's just I think that's what attracted him as well. You know, like a bit of versatility in the squad. You know, if obviously pick up injuries during the season, as it's a it's a long hard season with many yeah. games. So um, I think that's probably maybe what attracted him. And that can cover some areas, you know, as well. So, yeah, um, it's nice to be here. Yeah, finally with, with the manager having, like, like he's tried to sign you so many times. Yeah, 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 it's nice. I think that's the nice feeling. Um, when a manager wants you, I think mm. I think that ticks most boxes straight away, you yeah. know, like, um, 
and knowing you can come in and work for him and you know just just work hard for the manager who wants you here and like I say for the team and he, he told me a lot about the team and and the structure of it all and uh, to be honest with you I think it's a, it's a quality side you know what's on the way up and and um, the structure's all there and like I say I've, I'm looking forward to the season because I think um, we can have a right good go. It's a very different feeling at Gillingham these days than it, than it might have been a few years ago um, good vibes when you sort of first walked in was it? Yeah honestly it was, it was amazing honestly the fact the vibes here now like the lads are all in top form and I think we're all we're all pushed in the right direction I think like I said the squad the squad's wanting to do well yeah. wanting to achieve and I think that's the that's one of the reasons why I came here because I want I want to push on. I want to. I want to achieve. You know, with Gillingham. Yes, yeah. that's the most important thing for me. Stevenage made Clark a free agent in the summer, and Jill's boss Neil Harris jumped at the chance to signing, having missed out on two other occasions. International T20 cricket will return to Canterbury next year when the Spitfire Ground hosts the third match in the England Women's Series against New Zealand. It's only the second time that Canterbury will hold a women's international T20 match in what's hoped to be a boost for the game in Kent. Familiar faces such as former Kent women's star Susie Bates could be taking part. The match is scheduled for July 11th. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories directly to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk.